see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. going down welcome back to the fuck this shit podcast i'm your host dre back again y'all already know how we start this motherfucker each and every time thank y'all for taking the time out to listen it is greatly appreciated as i too have a busy life full of other things that lead me to be unable to consume some of my recreational needs and uh, so the fact that you took some of your time to pick this motherfucker to be your motherfucker means a lot to this motherfucker is what I'm trying to say. And this is why I can't be on YouTube because they be like, you just used to, you, you got too much Samuel in you to be monetized ever. Well, I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a link on all the stuff, you know what I'm saying? Follow social media, you know what I'm saying? If you want to subscribe, whatever. We appreciate the support as always. I put all the money from the podcast back into the podcast. I have not announced what I am going to redo for all of you people who give money to the podcast yet because it is not completely done being put together. And as I told you last episode, I have made a promise to myself. I am not going to tell you all things until I have completely fleshed out the framework for those things so that... I can roll them out with nice precision and consistency. So um, bear with me um, in the meantime. Um, we're back for season four. Uh, we are late for this episode. Um, I had Bree's recital. Bree had a recital on Saturday. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Um and then I am going out of town this coming up weekend. So I kind of shifted my work schedule so I could get this money. I know y'all can understand that because, you know, we all own that paper chase. You feel me? But uh, <laughs> um, so it took me a minute to have all the time I needed to really sit down and do this episode for y'all. Um, and next week, the episode will be on Tuesday. Because... I'll be out of town on the weekend. My dad is coming into town. I haven't seen my dad in a while. I'm going to meet him back in Oklahoma. Um, so I won't be here. I can't do a podcast for y'all if I'm not here. So Tuesday and Tuesday it is. And then after that, we will revert back to a schedule where you are getting weekend podcast episodes from the Fuck This Shit podcast for the duration of season four. Anyway. Um, so Bree's recital. Um, Bree is my oldest. For those of y'all who don't already know, she's a sophomore. She's super dope and cool. Um, she had a recital in which she was the lead in a musical. Not a recital. She had, she was, I keep calling her recital on some, I, it's just like some terms you just feel like I went to my kids this, like, well, it's not a recital, bro. Um. And she, I guess she's had recitals for other things, choir and orchestra and shit. Anyway, uh, this was a musical. This was a performance. This was a show. 
You know what I'm saying? We walked in, they had a program. I had to buy a ticket. You know what I'm saying? We big time as motherfucker. I thought about pulling a David Ruffin on a bitch ass because they talk about, I got to buy a ticket to my daughter's shit, but she the lead though. So what if I, what if we don't come though? What if we don't come? That's what I'm saying. And then what if we don't come and then you try and get somebody else up in there. We slide in after this shit start, rip the mic off shorty head, pop it on brief shit. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. I know you won't leave me. That's what we could have did. But we real civil like, so I just bought my ticket. You know what I'm saying? And I just need niggas to know what it could have been. That's all. Because <clears throat> y'all want parental engagement, nigga. I could get engaged. We could get engaged, nigga. Let's get married, nigga. Y'all will get engaged. Anyway, we go to this musical and it was super dope. Um, it was dope because the the kids, the nigga, the teachers, everyone, they clearly did a lot. I've been watching Brie go to um, rehearsals for this five, six days a week for the last month and a half, two months for like four hours on minimum. Like, well, no, I don't want to say maybe not four hours on minimum. What time they get out of school? I think they get out at like three and the earliest she will be done is five. So two hour minimum. But that's on school days. Then going in on Saturdays, I think she was going from 9.30 to 4 or 5 on Saturdays. And then days when they had off of school for holidays, if it was a weekday, they still had to go in there. So them kids was putting in work. The kids built the set. The set was player perfect, ballerific. You know what I'm saying? Um Yeah, they performances, everything was live. And uh, one thing that was super dope for me was that this was kind of the first time I got to see Bree really do something. I don't know how to put this. this. It's like when your kids are young, you watch them learn how to do stuff and you watch them execute things that are foundational to just being alive. You know what I'm saying? It's super cool to me that Blaze is so into counting and numbers and letters and all that stuff. And she's so young. Cause I'm like, she's so smart and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, what the fuck the ABC is going to do when some bills come? What the fuck is them one, two, threes going to do when it's time for you to clock in? What's the procedure when there's a gun to your head? You know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't understand the answer to these questions yet because she's fucking two and she's just learning how to be a basic-ass person. Bria's 16, bro. Like, she's, like, now starting to really excel in areas and develop talents and project out her individualism you know what i'm saying like the things about her that are going to be unique to everyone else and when you get to see that as a parent it's super dope number one and then number two she's also in that 
that stage of life where I don't see all the work she puts into stuff. I'd be dropping her off and like watching her get picked up. Bree is 16. When you think about when you were 16, unless you had overbearing parents, and, and I don't want to just make a blanket statement. But I am. Compared to how I was brought up from what I saw or whatever, unless you kind of had overbearing parents, by the time you were 16 or so, your parents wasn't just in your life like that, like outside of the home. Like when you go do stuff, your parents aren't there too. You don't take your parents with you. Your parents aren't checking up on you to go do stuff. Your parents are still coming up to the school. Like if your parents, if the school knows your parents in high school, you're bad. The other day, like you're either really bad or you're like top, top student. Like you're always in like an honor society type shit. Like something where like your parents have to come up there and watch you get stuff and the principal will be there or something. Like there's only select instances where it's a reason for your parents to know the principal in high school. Because you should you don't really go up there. There's nothing, it's no reason for you to be there anymore. It's time for you to let your child start growing the fuck up and like becoming somebody. I used to tell Bree that when she's young, I'm like, your life revolves around us right now. But as you get older, your life is going to start to revolve more around your friends because they're going to be kind of more your daily influences. And I don't know that that's something she completely understood. And I don't even know if I knew how right I was going to be about it, but just as I've watched it bear out and I look back into my life, that is just kind of how it is. You know, when you see what I'm saying, 10, 11, you can't wait to tell your parents about your day. Your parents are the first person who you tell everything to or whatever. Like Bree doesn't tell me stuff first anymore, like good stuff. Like, and I'm not in a bad way. I don't feel no way about it. I'm not salty. You know what I'm saying? But like when Bree has a really great things happen to her, Unless it's something that like me and her have something like some history with that makes me the person she contacts. I am now one of the people who she contacts. You know what I'm saying? And I may not be the first in a lot of instances anymore. And that's just the way it works as, as your kids get older. There are things that happen in Bree's life that are great moments that I don't know anything about because I don't know the backstory about it. She had to tell me a whole, she would have to explain to me a whole slew of things I don't already know because I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? For me to even get why this is a good thing. Because that's the stage she's at now in life. Big ass side note to say. Um, This was the most I've ever just seen the results of something that she's like really, really, really worked on. It's something that she's been working on for years now. Um, Not this particular musical, but all of the skills that she's been honing to be able to perform at that level. Um, So... I was just super proud, clearly. I feel like I spent enough time talking about it for y'all to know how fucking proud I was and how fucking good she did. But y'all, the storyline was as trash as storylines get. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I was so, first of all, the reason why I know how trash storyline is because of how into the musical I was because of how good it was. Rissa, my little sister cried. She cried. That nigga cried at the end. It's good. We was into it. But the storyline, Garbaggio. Story's basically about Haiti. You know what I'm saying? It's like an island where all these niggas was kicking it. And then some French people took over and started colonizing that motherfucker and fucking on half the slaves. And then half of them is light skin and half of them is dark skin. And the light skin ones be shitting on the dark skin ones. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's generations and generations later. Now you got this, this class divide where the light skins live in this hotel uh, and they, they live in lavish and shit and they shit on the peasants or whatever. And the peasants is all dark skins and all that other shit, right? 
Stories about Tamoon. Tamoon is Bree, the lead. Because <clears throat> my daughter was the lead. <laughs> no, but um, so the stories about Tamoon. Tamoon, the gods, like, because you know how the gods be guiding. The gods, if you know anything about any kind of mythologies or anything, the gods be playing with people's lives and doing shit just because it's a Tuesday. So the gods is like, yeah, we about to fuck shit up. So they put this big ass storm on the island. Right, wipe off a whole bunch of shit, including Tamoon people. But they put Tamoon up in this tree because they're like, oh, she deserves to live. So after the water goes around, the village people walking around, they see this girl up in the tree, it's Tamoon. They bring her down, they keep her. They name her Tamoon, which means orphan. So they just call the girl orphan. I'm like, I know the stories about how much y'all love this girl, but it's not really starting off that way. They're like, you find this girl in the tree, you don't really want her at first. And then you're like, what are we going to call her? You're like, orphan. That's what she is, orphan. And then they're going to be like, well, I mean, orphans sound pretty in our language. Like, nigga, it still mean orphan. Anyway, so they keep her. They call her orphan. They raise her up good, though. You know what I'm saying? And her little peasant life, living happily or whatever. But, uh, you know, she wants to know her true purpose. You know what I'm saying? So she, like, sings to the gods to, like, you know, show her what it is that she's supposed to be able to do or whatever. So they basically, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere in between that and the guys just making a little side bet on whether love or death was more strong. You know what I'm saying? Like she ends up meeting Daniel. Daniel, light skin from the other side of the island. This And see, this is where she fucked up because this ain't no motherfucking Medea movie. The light skin is not going to come and save the day. Tyler Perry did not write once on this island. You should have you should have listened to everybody who told you to leave this nigga the fuck alone. They told you to let that nigga die because Daniel crashes the whip. Bow, right? Light skin Daniel from the other side of the island. First of all, what was you even doing over here, nigga? Anyway, he crashes the whip. The, they find him. The peasants find him or whatever. And Tamoon is like, I got, I'm going to bring him back. We can't leave him this way. Blah, 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 whatever, 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 right? They're like, leave that nigga. He ain't going to fuck with us. His people ain't going to fuck with us. Leave the nigga. She's like, no, I can't, whatever, whatever. So they're like, okay, Tamoon, because they because everybody loves Tamoon. They're just like, okay, if this is what you, really what you want, then you can help get him better. So she's healing this nigga, just, just doing everything to keep this nigga alive. She ain't even eating. She just... And, 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 and during this time when she's healing this nigga, she's imagining that when this nigga, because he's unconscious the whole time, right? She's imagining that he's going, they going to be together and in love and married because like she just knows because she believes so much in love because that bitch a soccer in her ear. That's the love guy, right? So then Tauntaun goes and he runs back to the hotel gets gets daniel's people they take him back to the hotel right to moon crying and shit i got i just i just he we have to have him back i gotta go i'm supposed to be with him and blah 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 so they're like that's fucking stupid and she's like no i love him i have to go blah 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 so they're like all right bet fuck it you gonna go anyway? Awesome. This is and look, I respected Tauntaun, and I can't remember uh, the the um, um, the mom's name. It that she was just calling her mama. So Tauntaun and mama, you know what I'm saying? They was like, 
I feel like she was calling her mama Teresa, but that can't be it. Maybe I'm thinking that because of the nun. Anyway, uh, so Tauntaun and mama is like, fuck it. She gonna go. Like, we gonna sit up here and be like, don't go, don't go. Then she gonna be like, fuck these niggas, I'm gonna go anyway. So we might as well just support the decision, which I understand that's that's smooth move from Tauntaun and mama, right? So they let her go. She goes, she gets to the gates or whatever. They let her slide in because they like, oh, okay, she kind of a baddie or whatever. They We usually don't let peasants in, but you know what I'm saying? We, I guess we'll let it slide this one time. She get in that bitch, find Daniel on some sneak shit or whatever. This nigga Daniel don't even know her. He like, who the fuck is you, nigga? Because he was unconscious the whole time. She like, I'm the whole reason you alive, nigga. Why you trying to push up off me like I ain't really saved you and shit? She gets him to realize like she believes her or whatever because she know about the scar and she's telling him what happened or whatever. So then she's like laid up with this nigga for like a week in the hotel just healing this nigga, right? You know what I'm saying, right? Healing this nigga, quote unquote. I'm like, so y'all got my daughter out here concubining for this nigga Daniel talking about they they getting healed. Even the, even the people in the musical where it's like a scene where they like talking about it or whatever. They're like, what they doing in there? They're like, oh, she's supposed to be taking care of him. I'm like, yeah, they know. They know what they was really implying. <laughs> anyway, um, they laid up all in love and shit like that or whatever, right? She healing this nigga Daniel. Now he walking around and shit. They pop out. Next scene you find out. Daniel got a, a wife he's supposed to be married to this whole time. This nigga got a marriage that he already he already engaged. This nigga already engaged, nigga, nigga, nigga. Tamoon pop out. Don't even know this shit. Still run up on Daniel and the and the fiance. The fiance on some. Oh yeah. You should go up there and dance for everybody on some like, yeah, go make a fool of yourself shit. But to moon, go up there and hit him with the Michael Jackson Usher. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And then they all like, oh my God, it was beautiful. We love her. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. But then when she come back down, she like, yeah, nigga, they liked your dance and shit like that. But Daniel still getting married to me. She like, what? Married? But you love me. This is where it really got me fucked off, right? In the scene where she's there, the day that she's going down with Daniel, where she's like, oh, but you said whatever, 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 right? You love, but we was going to be together and all this, right? And he's like, no, this is the way it has to be. He's like trying to like push her away. This bitch is like trying to do the dance moves from like when they was dancing together earlier in the scenes when they was in love, like doing the dance moves as he's pushing them. Like, like, dude, like, no, remember the, and uh, and what, and to, bruh, it was the most embarrassing. And this is the moment where the going out sadness begins. Because then Papa G, the death guy, pull up. And I skipped the part where he gave her a chance to kill Daniel and save herself. And she said no. She chose love, and he pit, walked away pissed off, but he didn't kill her. But I think that's on some, like, I was really flexing for the bet. I wasn't really never going to kill you to begin with type shit. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so Papa G, got a death, popped back up. He like, look, this nigga already said he don't fuck with you. I, You know you owe me your life from when I popped up earlier. You already chose love over, over your life, right? I'll let you take it back. Go stab that nigga. Go kill that nigga right now. 
And you could live your life. It's nothing. She like, I'm going to do it. Get in there. Try and do it. Can't do it. Awesome. I love this nigga shit still. They kick her the fuck out the hotel. She waits outside the hotel for two weeks. Not eating. Starving to death. Waiting to see this nigga. He pull up for the way after the wedding on some reception shit on some ceremonial shit because the husband and, and wife go and throw coins out to the peasants for good luck. My nigga see Tamoon out there. She like, Daniel, give me another chance. My nigga Daniel give her a coin, a kiss on the cheek and bounce on her, bro. And then Tamoon dies. And then Tamoon turns into a tree for Daniel's little white babies to play on. And then, But they're like, oh, she turns into a tree and it blocks the gates of the palace. And now everyone, they can no longer keep the peasants out and everyone now lives in harmony together. Motherfucker, we know what that looks like. We live in America. You don't think we know what integration looks like? So you're like, oh, they took out the colored bathrooms and now they just call you nigga everywhere you go. Man, fuck this shit. Fuck that. Fuck that, bro. They had Tamoon go out so fucking sad. A nigga, gonna, a nigga gonna play you to the left after you bring him back to life. Don't tell you about the fiance. You find out last minute. You over there trying to dance on this nigga last minute while he pushing you away on some super clingy shit, on some weird soft shit, like just the worst. Just worse, just selling yourself out. You get a chance to kill this nigga for your life. You don't do it again after he already shit on you. And then when they kick you out the palace, you wait outside that bitch for two weeks to see this nigga again starving to death so you could turn into a tree for his white babies to play on. Nigga the fuck. It's no fucking way. It's no fucking way, y'all. And that's how into it I was, y'all. I'm, I'm, I was so upset about it that y'all just got the whole Once on This Island review here on the FTS podcast. I, I hope you loved it. And if you didn't, fuck it in. Not really. Just keep just keep listening. We do different shit here. If you didn't love it, it could change. Just I could change. No, I'm playing. Um, yeah. On uh before I go on break, on like a side note, completely non-related. There was another shooting in California. In Monterey Park. And then there was another one on Sunday, like right behind that motherfucker. And I haven't even had a, it's, I I thought it was worth noting that this shit happens so much now that to get the details of it, you have to try. And it didn't used to be like that. Like, it used to be like a mass shooting would happen and within 24 hours, you would know everything about it because it would be like such a big deal. And now this shit is just super normal. And I don't have a solution for that. Um, But in the same way that 
I don't notice as much when the police, like they say, statistically, the police have killed more black, like last year, killed more black people than the year before. Like more black people got killed by police than the year before. It wasn't, it's not going down. It's getting worse by the numbers. Um, And I don't really know anything about any of that anymore either. And I don't want to live in a space where I have to think about shit like that all the time. But I also want to like, figure out something that I, I I'm heavy on the fucking prayer shit bro the thoughts and prayers ain't doing shit and they never gonna do shit and hell California got some of the strictest gun laws in the United States bro um from what I understand it's a super liberal state so I'm sure they do so it's not all a policy thing either it's like a culture thing it's To me, it's that we're so set on just where we stand on guns that we don't just want to just start with a common consensus that they're they're like super dangerous, right? And like dangerous doesn't have an agenda. Like, I feel like when you say that to people who are super pro-gun, they're like, no, Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And it's like, yeah, people with guns kill people and they use guns because guns are dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like they use them because they're powerful machines that if mishandled could potentially be dangerous. Like dangerous is, is it's like an adjective, you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean, it doesn't assign any further characteristics onto the item. It, it is dangerous. One of the stories that I had queued up and I, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to even read this to y'all. And I guess we are just going to kind of segue right into this a little bit because this has just been kind of on my mind a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, just figuring out what that looks like. Excuse me. Whew. I feel like I want to sneeze, y'all. But just figuring out what that looks like in a world where we can be like, Guns are dangerous and we really need to stop treating them like they're not. Uh, Let me find this story. Yeah. Man arrested on live TV after his toddler son is seen roaming a hallway with a gun. Indiana police whose work was being broadcast on live cable TV. Was this nigga on live PD? Oh, no, it was on Reels, On Patrol Live. Okay, that's some, like, live PD shit. Anyway, they arrested a man after neighbors reported his toddler son was roaming in an apartment hallway with a loaded gun. The video was shown Saturday night on Reels Patrol Live as Beach Grove officer answered a police call about a boy clad only in a diaper alleged to be walking unsupervised and pointing a firearm. First of all, oh, no, they did, did they say he was four? Did I just make up for in my mind? Okay. It says Tyler son. What? Bro, that's still, it doesn't say how old. The, I, it doesn't really matter how old the kid was, but I'm just trying to figure out because I'm not going to lie because the, the nigga in me wants to talk about why this baby is so big in a diaper, but you know what? It don't, it don't matter. Cause I'm like, you're not responsible. You're not potty training this baby. You leave your guns out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just not trusting your situation, bro. The video was shown Saturday night, blah, 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 only in a diaper. Officer spoke to a neighbor who called the police 
and then the boy's father, Shane Osborne, 45, who said there was no gun in his apartment. Uh, four responding officers were about to leave the building when another neighbor approached him and shared the video shot from her doorbell camera of a gun-toting boy in a diaper. That's absolutely tough to see, said a live analyst, Sean Sticks Larkin, a retired Tulsa sergeant police. This is live PD. They just changed the name of it. I used to watch this show, but I stopped watching it because I was like, I'm literally watching the way they discriminate discriminate against people live. They literally beat the black people up and just give the white people tickets. I don't like live PD anymore. Anyway, uh, that's absolutely tough to see. Um, you could see the kid was clearly pulling the trigger. Had it been chambered, loaded, it could have been a horrific, horrific situation. Officers immediately went back to Osborne's apartment where, they're, where they eventually found uh, a nine millimeter Smith and Wesson inside a closed roll top desk. <clears throat> um, another live uh, analyst said he doubts the child randomly put the gun in a desk. The way it was placed in his dresser, the way it was actually strategically placed there, the top down and the top down. It's a little unlikely a little kid was able to do that. Osborne was booked on suspicion of felony neglect of a dependent and providing a firearm to a child. Uh, according to court records, his first court appearance is set for Thursday afternoon. According to Marion County Prosecutor's Office, before the firearm was found, Osborne had told cameras he can't own any firearms as an ex-convict. Osborne served 13 months in prison for theft and forgery cases dating to 2012 and 13, respectively, a state corrections department representative said. It wasn't immediately clear Tuesday whether Osborne had hired or been assigned an attorney. A call to his cell phone went to his voicemail. Them niggas just called it, bro. Their arrest came a little more than a week after a six-year-old boy opened fire on his first grade teacher. And I had that story too. I just didn't get a chance to say it because I had so many other stories. There's a point where he's holding it up and it literally almost looks like he's pointing it towards his own face. He said, there's where we hear, uh, we hear these types of stories all the time where kids come across firearms, these horrific results, blah, 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 blah. That's the type of shit I'm talking about when I say, I just wish we could at least get on the same page with the fact that guns are dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think that that should even be, I think that's where all of this stuff kind of starts is finding one thing that we can all just be like if you can't at least admit to this you're so far away from reality there is no need in engaging for you and i, I don't i don't need to like us i don't need to be aware of your political ideologies to make that call you don't have to tell me you're a republican or not if you can't tell me guns are dangerous i don't want to engage with you on conversations about shit because you're a fucking idiot like it, it and there are I have since before I started doing this podcast, you see stories about kids finding guns and shooting their friends and shooting each other all the time, all the time on purpose, on accident, all the time. It happens all the time. It's not even uncommon. I, I know for a fact, it's motherfuckers listening to this right now thinking, damn, you're right. I can actually remember that. Da, 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 da. And we not all thinking about the same little boy who shot himself for his fucking friend. So. <sighs> anyway. All right. I know I said I didn't need to know people's political ideology to know whether they was idiots or not. And I think that that's what I'm going to go with from now on. I'm going to keep saying that even though all the idiots are going to be Republicans because they be doing the most idiot shit. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, but Democrats be on some fuck shit too. I ain't said shit about Biden and his little garage full of uh, classified documents. We're going to get to that today. You know what I'm saying? It's been a minute. Been trying to 
get all this other shit together, whatever. But first, I got to talk about these fallen heroes because let me tell you something. What I hate more than anything is when a motherfucker who I used to respect for any reason turns out to be a fucking cone. Tony Dungy, I loved you. Thought you were a great NFL coach. I think his son or wife died or something like that when he was again. That's why he stepped down. He had like this super sad story. It was like, damn, this shit is wild. Go Tony Dungy. And now this nigga's out here on some weird shit, bro. Tony Dungy's on weird shit. That nigga got on Twitter and he tweeted the litter box thing. Do y'all know about the litter box thing by now? Do y'all know? This is what I mean when I say I, I be trying not to make it about them being stupid Republicans. But, dog, who else would have a whole base full of people who really thinks that there's litter boxes in schools? These niggas really think that there's a kid somewhere who was like, I identify as a cat. So the school put a litter box in the bathroom because that's how bad this stuff is getting. And that has been there's videos of senators saying it. There's videos of countless fucking celebrities and fucking just people who have no business even possibly believing something so stupid. And I'm not even talking about people who have platforms who like intentionally spew misinformation all the time. Like Tucker Carlson does that all the time. The fact that Tucker Carlson is going to tell you there's a litter box in the school is regular because he doesn't really need it to be a thing for it to be a thing. It doesn't have to happen, which I would love to not be burdened by, you know, reporting on. It's not that I'm a reporter, but you know what I'm saying? I, even making commentary over things that actually happened. You know, I could just make it all up. It'd probably be a lot more fun. But anyway, Tony Dungy's a litter box believer, bro. Somebody tweeted some shit about um, uh, what was it? Fuck, it was something, it was something that they had just passed. And so I'm gonna play all this. The the report that I'm about to play y'all, it says it in the beginning. Hold on. I'm gonna just play it. It's been quite the controversial week for former NFL head coach and NBC Sports NFL analyst Tony Dungy. On Wednesday, the Hall of Famer faced backlash over tweet, now deleted, that referenced a debunked claim about litter boxes in schools. Dungy was responding to a proposed Minnesota state bill that will require menstrual products in boys' school bathrooms. On Friday in Washington, D.C., the commentator referenced DeMar Hamlin's on-field cardiac arrest. Okay, so real quick, because I will absolutely forget this. That bill that they're talking about where they want to put menstrual products in men's restrooms, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I, 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 I'm going to be real with you. I don't really give a fuck how controversial this is because when I tell you that I will and always do lead with like love, compassion, understanding, caring, all of that, that's literally how I try and live my life. I am really genuinely believing to a degree. And, and if I just need to be educated heavier on this, like, please just let me know. There are some things that I feel like you've got to consider before you start trying to advocate for something. How much damage is it going to do for the greater thing that I am trying to do, right? Right now, 
I feel like if you are a member of the LGBTQ, LGBT, LGBTQ, whoo, lettuce, gay, bacon, tomatoes, where that? Like, sorry, LGBTQ, LGBTQ. God damn, that's hard. If you're a member of that community, right, you are literally under attack right now, in my opinion. It's like nothing. I mean that 100%, uh, especially if you're a member of the transgender community. I feel like people are as damn, I, I feel like there are literally people who feel like transgenders do not deserve life. And that is wild to me that like, like someone, like people will hear, like they could be talking to somebody, have no issue with anything going on. You could be like, they're gay. They could be like, mm, that's whatever, whatever. You could be like, yeah. Also, they used to, they were born this way and whatever, whatever, expressing them that they're transgender. And then we immediately believe that that person deserved anything to happen to them. Like maybe they don't, wouldn't like kill them, but like if they died via the hands of anyone else, their default would now be, it was probably their fault. That's how bad I think like things are as far as the hatred that is being uh, perpetrated against that community, right? This is fuel to that fire, in my opinion. I And I, I, someone would really have to educate me to what degree these products are necessary in men's restrooms. And the reason why I say that is because they're usually not available in women's restrooms. Like, they don't just give these to God. And, and again, I've only worked jobs where I cleaned women's restrooms. I have never, I'm not a woman, so I haven't been in every woman's restroom ever. But the only places that I, I'm, I've ever really been aware of that have that available, have them like available for sale, like in like gas stations and shit like that. And in those restrooms, they're usually unisex restrooms. So I have seen them because like it's like a dispenser or whatever. With that being said, I'm sure there are schools that have that, right? But I would, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to leave with misinformation on this one. Real quick. Is... Just Googling it. Uh huh. It sure sold student period products as well. Hmm. Okay. Y'all, think I might have got got. This is how it happens. I don't, I'm so, I'm not going to literally just sit here and completely do the research in front of y'all. But, hold on. Okay, now I can find it. Menstrual products, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'll just read this out loud. Um, if you walk into a bathroom at any school in Minnesota, you're you're sure to find a standard hygiene equipment, hand soap, paper towels, toilet paper, 
Um, if HF44 were to become law, you say see another item to that item added to that list, mineral products, which I mean, obviously, I think it's dope. So this is so okay. This is something that is in progress. Um, uh, multiple testifiers, personal stories. It's basically saying that a lot of girls need this, um, and that girls miss school because of things to do with their period. Um, which we all know, like all things, is in part very true and in part not true. I don't know anyone on the planet who does not know a woman who has lied on her period to get out of something. But also, I do, I'm not saying that to say that this is a real problem. I'm just saying I think that's funny because you know that that number is skewed because <laughs> niggas be lying. <laughs> um, um, so nothing in this bill itself says, okay, yeah, I think my position might stand actually. Um, I'm not gonna, I don't have time to real time do more of this research with y'all, obviously. But what it seems like to me right now on that note is that the bill is coming out because they're like, there should be menstrual products in all bathrooms, right? In the in, in all the bathrooms to provide for all the girls, just for the free. And I feel like advocates for the LGBTQ community are coming out saying, well, there are women who don't identify basically just because of the way people may identify and versus what restroom they want to use. It may be motherfuckers who in the, who in the men's room who have periods, right? I feel like it would, I feel like functionally that is not as necessary as the damage that this being a headline is going to do to that cause altogether. And I only say that because this is one of those things where I feel like you only want the people who are engaged paying attention to this. If you, if I'm if I'm if I'm any marginalized community, if I'm the LGBTQ community, I'm the black community, I'm anyone trying to get something done, I only want the people who are really like stakeholders invested. And when it comes to anything that has anything to do with the gay community, bro, it's so easy to get everyone's opinion on something and get it so loud in a room around and see, this is why they're extreme. This is why it's crazy. Blah, 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 blah. And I don't know how much that moves the needle to be honest with you, but I do fear that it does more. I, I, I feel like it could, I'm not going to lie. And if, if I didn't feel like it would, if it could ultimately become more harmful, I wouldn't even bring it up because obviously them Fox News niggas is always going to find something to talk about. We literally just talking about how they were saying the thing about litter boxes. But I feel like something like this is something that people are going to be divided on. People are going to feel like it's a reach. And when I say that you didn't have to do it, what I mean is on the list of priorities of things that I'm certain are wants and needs for this community to know everything you ask for is going to be made a big deal of this is kind of one of those if you if you if you having a period and you have to use the boys bathroom right if you I, I don't know the verbiage to say what i'm trying to say but what i'm saying is that the pads is free in the girls room somebody will hook you up you know what i'm saying and maybe I'm a, 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 a counselor or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to have to pay for the product because the bill doesn't exist. That's my point. I'm not saying to say that I don't feel like you should advocate for yourself in each and every way. 
But what I am saying is in a time where you know they're going to scrutinize every fucking thing you ask for, ask for the stuff you need. Only ask for the stuff you need. Because why are you even letting them talk about you like this? Like, why are you even giving them this to talk about? You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at with it. Why are we even giving them this to talk about? I don't know if I can say we. That's why I'm saying y'all, because I don't know if I, I don't know if this is ally verbiage. I don't know if this is a conversation that an ally can have with a community. I don't know if this disqualifies your boy. I'm not trying to be disqualified. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Gain some. I'm trying to use the experience that some that, that us niggas then had, you know what I'm saying? Trying to move these these fucking puritanicals into doing anything halfway worth decent towards you and and bestow it upon a community who's clearly trying to get some of them things from them. I'm just saying, bro. Giving the motherfuckers too much to talk about, in my opinion, for some shit that on the ground, and maybe that's the other thing, too. And maybe that's my, maybe I'm ignorant in that way because I can't see a world where because somebody did not understand, because everyone doesn't understand your gender identity, that a motherfucker would deny you access to some free shit that was in the next bathroom. Like maybe some kids would, like there would absolutely be some kids who would be on some bullies like, hell no, like you're not a girl. If you need a period, if you had a period, you need to be here or whatever, like on some dumb shit. But like by and large, bro. It wouldn't be shit to be like, yo, and as and and also, correct me if I'm wrong. As a woman, you gotta learn how to be able to ask somebody for for a pad pretty fucking quick. I didn't heard so many women ask for a tampon pad at work, at school, at whatever. It seems like pretty common verbiage. It's kind of like, hi, my name is this. Do you have some extra feminine hygiene products? Like, <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, this that's me not being afraid to, to get canceled behind something, bro. I hope y'all still love me after that. And uh, as always, I welcome a dissenting opinion because, you know, I'm not an asshole. I never say anything to be away. So if I'm I'm wrong, just, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Anyway, we're here to talk about Tony Dungy and his bitch ass and this weak ass shit that he said about DeMar Hamlin at a motherfucking right to life march because he's all abortion lover or hater. I mean, not that not that you. Not that those are the categories, abortion lover, abortion hater. <laughs> anyway, all right. While speaking out against abortion at a March for Life rally, take a listen. Well, those prayers were answered. DeMar's recovering now. He's home. He's been released from the hospital. But what's the lesson in that? You know, an unbelievable thing happened that night, a professional football game with millions of dollars of ticket money and advertising money on the line. That game was canceled. Why? Because a life was at stake. And people wanted to see that life saved. Even people who aren't necessarily religious got together and called on God. Well, that should be encouraging to us because that's exactly why we're here today. because every day in this country, innocent lives are at stake. The only difference is they don't belong to a famous athlete and they're not seen on national TV. But those lives are still important to God and in God's eyes. 
You know, Dungy's actions this week have sparked some outrage on social media. However, Jimmy Trainer of Sports Illustrated has reported that an NBC spokesperson confirmed that the former coach will be on air Saturday for the network studio coverage of the NFL playoffs. First of all, I'm actually glad that they let him keep performing. I, I do think that the knee-jerk reaction of every time someone says something, you got to pull them off air. Every time someone does something, you got to do this. Like, it's a, a lot of it is kind of like, people be peopling, bro. As long as motherfuckers ain't being directly malicious towards a group of people, like, they can be dumb motherfuckers who got ideas that you don't agree with. They don't need to get pulled off the air for the shit. Tony Dungy didn't say anything overwhelmingly problematic. He's an old-ass man who believes his cat litter boxes and bathroom. And he's also... An asshole opportunist who felt like it made sense to capitalize on a moment where a man almost died on a football field to prove a point that women shouldn't get abortions. Which was, was, was stupid. It's crazy to me. Quick side note on, abor- on abortion, right? I can't understand a world where you can be pro-life because based on the based on the aspect of religion, because Christianity is literally founded on the idea that God gave you free choice to do what the fuck you want. So to then say that he wanted you to use your free will to deny someone else their free will because you don't believe what they should do is fucking stupid. It just doesn't even make any sense. It's antithetical to what people say Christianity is to me. It's there's no way that those two things can exist in the same space. If you really like the cognitive dissonance to be able to say, God, the reason why people murder people and babies who are already born die and people starve to death and all that is because God just put us here and we all have our own free will and we have to make with our life what we will. But with that, we should govern the decisions of other people stringently based on what they can do with their bodies. Crazy to me that you think that. Wild. Doesn't make any sense. Aside from that, just even the comparison. He's like, oh, people came together and they cared about this life because blah, 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 blah. Nigga, a grown ass man almost died on national television in the middle of a fucking football game, nigga. That is not the same as an abortion. What you think? I feel like when pro-life people see abortion, I feel like they see a nigga killing Jody from Baby Boy. Like, you know that beginning scene where Jody's in the womb? You know what I'm saying? And he's grown in the womb and he comes out. Like, that's what they see. When they see abortion, that's not what it is. It's a medical procedure that's necessary in a lot of cases. And yes, there are women who use abortions as birth control. There's people who do everything. Like any example of the worst way that you could abuse anything that exists, there are people on this planet who do that. We cannot make every law based completely on those people. And to be perfectly honest with you, that's not even our business if that is what she's doing. Like if a woman is literally using abortions as contraception, do I think that that's morally wrong? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like personally, do I think it's morally wrong? I do. 
but I don't think you should be legislated. Like that's not a, like, you don't, I don't think you should legislate morality. Like I, I literally think it is morally wrong for a woman to use abortion as contraception. I think that is the trashest shit a woman could do. Some of the trashiest shit a woman could do. It is the most irresponsible, the most blah, 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 blah. You can use all the adjectives. It's trash ass behavior. I think it's crazy. I do not think that that should be legislated against, though. It's a morality thing. I think you should legislate against people like murdering mass groups of people because that's not a morality thing. It's a safety thing. And they'll argue, oh, but this baby, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, that's not always the case. And it's not the case enough of the time where you can make the legislation based around that. It's too grave an area. When the area is gray, you got to leave it open. You got to let people do things. That's what God would. What would Jesus do? Jesus would let the Jesus would let them bitches scrape as many babies as they wanted to. And then he would hug them later on and wash their feet and some shit like that. Because Jesus liked feet. It's clear that Jesus liked feet. That's clearly going to be the episode, name of the episode. Got to write this down. Jesus liked feet. Anyway, Jesus would care. Y'all should care too. Anyway, next on these motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just going to play this story for y'all too. I ain't even going to read y'all the, the headline or nothing like that. This the type of shit these... They be trying to act like it's the same, but it's not the same. And that's all I'm saying. These The, the, the far wing of the right wing, nigga, that wing is crazy. Hold up. We begin tonight with the arrest of a Republican candidate in New Mexico running for the state house. He lost in a landslide, but authorities say he did not accept the loss. He said it was rigged. And tonight, after SWAT teams moved in, he's now charged. They say he hired four hitmen to open fire on the homes of four Democratic lawmakers, terrorizing Albuquerque, New Mexico, for weeks. Bullets right into homes and into the bedroom of a 10-year-old girl. Solomon Pena was arrested at his home in Albuquerque after SWAT teams moved in there. And tonight, this surveillance video right here, police say capturing him not long after his election loss, showing up at a home looking for one of his alleged targets. And authorities say it got much worse from there, allegedly hiring those four men and how they caught them. ABC's Mola Lenghi leading us off from Albuquerque tonight. Tonight, authorities say the man approaching this front door is a Republican who lost his election in New Mexico in a landslide, showing up at the homes of state and county Democratic leaders after the election, angry and falsely claiming the election was somehow rigged. Hi, my name's Solomon Pena. Police say 39-year-old Solomon Pena arrived at this home looking for one of his alleged targets. Police say over the course of four weeks, four homes were sprayed with bullets. In one home, blasting right through a state lawmaker's 10-year-old daughter's bedroom. All of these homes where Democrats lived. Police say Pena hired hitmen to take aim at the homes and that Pena fired at one of them himself. Tonight, Pena is under arrest. Police and SWAT teams moving in 24 hours ago in Albuquerque. Officials saying the failed Republican politician was an election denier who police say hired those four hitmen, paying them with cash and providing them with weapons. These shootings were orchestrated. They were dangerous attacks, not only to these individuals, but fundamentally also to democracy. The targets, two state legislators and two county commissioners. Officials say the plot was fueled by Pena's anger over his loss for that state house seat. He'd reportedly been in state prison for seven years for burglary, a judge allowing him to run for office. He had complaints about his election. He felt it was rigged. He's an election denier. He doesn't want to accept the results of the election. 
The first shooting was on December 4th, when authorities say County Commissioner Adrian Barboa's home was struck repeatedly by gunfire, telling us today. My home was shot up for shots directly through my front door, right through my living room where I had just a few hours before been playing with my grandbaby. Authorities say fortunately no one was injured in any of the shootings. The arrest warrant revealing that just hours after the final shooting on January 3rd, police cracked the case wide open when one of Pena's alleged hitmen was pulled over for an expired registration. Police say they found cash, guns, and drugs in that car, and it was registered to Pena. At the end of the day, this was about a right-wing radical, an election denier, who did the worst imaginable thing you can do when you have a political disagreement, which is turn that to violence. Well, these shootings happening just weeks after the attack on former Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband. And the FBI recently warning that violent threats against public officials are on the rise nationwide. Now, David, we should stress that the county commissioner here telling me today that there were no signs of any election fraud or irregularities here, that Mr. Pena lost his election fair and square, David. Just a wild and alarming story, Mola Lenghi. It's just funny because thugs, they're thugs drive-bys and shooting at people. One of the reports that I read about this said that Solomon Pena went with the niggas who he hired one of the times and, and told them to shoot lower. Like, they were shooting at the houses on some, like, the scare him shit. He was like, no, nah, y'all are shooting too high. You got to shoot lower than that. Like, no one got hurt, but it's, that's a coincidence. Someone, he could have just as easily killed somebody as he did. No one got hurt. He could have killed somebody in the house next door. Somebody like, my nigga was in jail for seven years, ran for office, and then a judge told him, go ahead. And I want to know the judge so bad. I want to know if it was one of them Trump-appointed judges because that nigga appointed so many judges who not qualified to hold the position. And I'm just curious if it was really one of them who let him get through because they low-key be on the same shit. I'm super fucking curious, but that's wild. That's one of the reasons why I say it's difficult for me to even engage with the idea of fucking with the Republicans because it'd be a different thing. Like it don't be the same. Even, even when it be bullshit, it don't be the same bullshit. You know what I'm saying? The Democrats absolutely got all of their fuckery. They got their shit. Literally, we about to talk about their shit. They definitely got their shit. But it don't be this. They don't be shooting up motherfuckers after they lose by a landslide, some shit they was never qualified to do to begin with. That's the unique, that uniquely belongs to these niggas. That nigga George Santos, bro, the episode is already an hour long. I can't even talk about George Santos because this nigga got a whole life worth of lies. They don't push them all the way through the legs. Like they don't even bet their people. They're like, oh, you say crazy shit and people like you. Oh, well, you're in. You sound like one of the team. That's a fucking problem. It's always going to be a motherfucking problem. But anyway. Now we're going to talk about Joe Biden. This is y'all president, you know what I'm saying? Joe Byron's. Hey, hey, shut the hell up, sound like a siren. 
coming here and said, shut up. Joe Byron. Okay, y'all. So in the last like week or two, two weeks, this nigga Joe Biden been releasing these classified documents that they done found in my nigga house, right? This the way the whole shit went down. First, like, I'ma just read. I'ma just read. You know, this one of the stories have been going on so long that you just gotta read a article. You can't read the article because it's been too many. Uh, so let's just read this one. Investigator sees more classified documents from Biden's home. Uh, investigators for the Justice Department on Friday sees more than a half dozen documents. Some of them classified um, at Joe Biden's, at President Joe Biden's residence in Wilmington, Delaware, after conducting a 13-hour search of the home. The president's personal lawyer uh, said Saturday, the remarkable search of the sitting president's home by federal agents at the invitation of Biden's lawyers dramatically escalated the legal and political situation for the president, the latest in a series of discoveries that has already led to a special counsel investigation. During Friday search, six more items with classified markings, including some uh, including some documents from his time as a senator and others as his time from vice president were taken by investigators along with surrounding materials, according to the statement from Bob Bauer, Biden's attorney. Bow, did I say attorney? Whatever, attorney. Bauer did not indicate that uh, what prompted the search, saying only that the president's lawyers had offered to provide access for a search in the interest of moving the process forward as expeditiously as possible. Justice Department investigators coordinated the search with Biden's lawyers in advance. The president's personal and White House lawyers were present at the time. Um, okay. So, basically, what happened to begin with, because this, this story is operating kind of very present tense, is... They were Biden and his team were cleaning some of his shit out, basically, in one way or another. And they found some of these classified documents. They then notified the FBI immediately. Um, and the FBI was like, OK, what else y'all got over there? They they pulled up. They was like, mm, you got a little bit more stuff over here, too, that you wasn't supposed to have no more. We're going to just take over this investigation anymore. Don't look through any more of the stuff. Just let us look through everything. And we'll we'll conduct our information uh, information uh, uh, investigation and be done with it. That's basically what's been going on this whole time is that investigation. Uh, Mayor Garland created a special counsel because everything is so politicized that he didn't want to be viewed as partisan involved in it. So he like somebody else can handle the whole thing entirely. So y'all can't even say it was me. Um, and now they're just going really through all Biden shit, you know what I'm saying, looking for these classified documents. On its face, let me just tell you what that is to me. Wild neglect and probably what that says to me, honestly, is there are probably a lot of politicians that you could go through their personal belongings and find classified classified documents. Like, essentially, what it is, appears to me is that these niggas get copies of shit, they take it home, and they do it so much. Excuse me. Uh, they do it so much 
that there's times when they don't even know what they still have, where they don't they they don't take stuff back and they don't dis, the, um, dispose of things properly. And I would be willing to bet that that's not a Joe Biden thing. I'll be willing to bet that that's a politician thing. That doesn't make it not negligent because there's a reason why they classify documents and they don't just keep them randomly scattered throughout random politicians' homes. Like that's an issue, and it's a security it's a security threat. Like there's no other way to put it. Like what Joe Biden did, whether it was, albeit it very seemingly unintentional, it doesn't really make sense why you would flame up another nigga for doing something similar to something you knew you was doing, and then when you did it, you told on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you the president. That nigga really low-key could have just put the shit back the way I'm looking at it. If I'm Joe Biden, we don't tell the FBI shit. We put that shit back. We put that shit back in the file cabinet. We like, oh, nigga, um, P-U for Putin. We will put this right here. And we will put this for Iran. We'll put this right here. Nigga, I'm not, I'm not telling on myself, nigga. I'm going to just put it back. But, um, yeah, I'm not even going to read the rest of the article uh, now because now on to the difference between what's going on with Biden and what happened with Trump. What happened with Trump is the National Archives were like, you have so many classified documents. We noticed they're gone, which I think is worth noting. They got all these classified documents from Joe Biden. No one was ever looking for that shit. And not to say that that means that, like, he, you know what I'm saying? It is, it's not to justify it. It's just to say that that's why I think that it's not just him doing it. Because if it was something that triggered an easy alarm, then I'd be like, oh, no one does this. But it's clearly not. If you don't do it a lot, if it doesn't happen a lot, it probably doesn't come up at all. So it happens for Joe Biden. And he just calls them. You know what I'm saying? He tells them they never noticed. For Trump, they were like, yo, there's a bunch of shit you were supposed to turn in that you didn't turn in. We need that. Just give it back. And that's an important part of this whole story that all of the, the, the super Trump advocates want to like overlook. They gave Trump an opportunity to give the shit back over and over. They were like, bro, just give it back. They weren't even on a, we're going to send the FBI and do an investigation. They were like, these are the documents we know you have. Just give them back. And they were like, we don't have them. We don't have them. And they're like, we literally know you have them. We don't have them. We don't have them. And then they made them come raid Mar-a-Lago and come get those documents. That's the difference. The difference between me making you come do something and you telling me is enormous. I don't think there's anyone who, bro, imagine, imagine. You walk outside one day, right? You park your car on the side of the street. And someone hits your car and it's a note on your windshield. And it's one of your neighbors and they give you all of their information. And they're like, call me as soon as you see this, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. This is my insurance, blah, blah. They give you all the information. Are you going to be irritated that your car got hit? Yes. Are they negligent for hitting your car? 110%, right? But if one of your neighbors hit your shit and then you went over there and you were like, yo, did you hit my car? And they were like, no, I didn't hit your car. And you like, okay. And then you go check your camera and you see them hit your car. And you're like, yo, I just went and checked my doorbell camera. You did hit my car. That's your car. Hit my car. I had a video right here. They're like, nah, I really didn't. You're going to call the fucking police at this point. You're not just going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to let it go. That's a more 
realistic one-on-one of what went down here. Yeah, both of the niggas hit your car, but one of them immediately told you this is how we can rectify the situation. Whereas the other one tried to pretend like it didn't happen, then got confronted with evidence and still lied in your motherfucking face and made you go to the extreme because they were unwilling to just meet you in the middle. That's the difference. And that's the reason why I didn't want to talk about it. The reason why I don't talk about it is because I get real tired. I always sound like for whatever reason, I'm just on this nigga Joe Biden side for every motherfucking thing. Y'all, you know what? I don't even give a fuck if this motherfucker dies in term. You know why? Because I don't mind the people who he set up behind him because the president sets up a whole team of people. It's not just one person. It's a team of motherfuckers like who is president is more simple than just who do you think can lead? They be like, oh, I don't even know how he can lead the country if he can't do this. How he going to do this if he can't do that? He set up good people in positions to do it. And sometimes when you take the in fact, when you take into consideration the fact that people are like, or oh, you just choose between the lesser or two evils or whatever, that's not really what it is. You're choosing which of these options you would like to bring your issues to. Like, which of these people do you want to have to bargain with? That's really a more easy way to put it. Why would you want to bargain with somebody like Trump, even if you don't think he's an asshole and corrupt and immoral and all that other stuff? Because you know that he prioritizes the deal. He's not trying to let you get over. He doesn't want you to win. He's more concerned with winning than he is on giving you anything. Like, when you walk in and ask Trump for something, his mind is in a way of how to give you less. Just on a gaming way, not even on a value level. He hasn't even decided whether he believes he believes in your shit yet. He's already like, no. But anyway, so that's it. That's it with that. Let's get into some other stuff. Um, y'all, I don't be on TikTok, but it's really a chance that TikTok is going to get banned, y'all. Report comes out, uh, the app is no more TikTok. The app is blocked by the government and universities in the United States. Obviously not all of them. Uh, the viral Chinese social media networking app has been banned from several universities due to concern over security and privacy of personal data in the country. TikTok very popular among young people and allows young people to record, edit, share. Nigga, we know what TikTok is. Uh, several states are working on full use bans. This is the case in Texas, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and South Dakota. In Texas, the state governor banned the use of social media platform in all government agencies based on government data security as TikTok is believed to be a spy tool of the Chinese Communist Party. According to TikTok's privacy policies, this application collects data from users' devices, including location, how and when they perform activities on the internet. The concern of the government and other companies is that the United States is due... Hold on. The concern of the government and other companies in the United States is due to the fact that the data is stored on servers within the Asian country giving the Chinese government the possibility of access to them. Universities that have taken measures to prevent students from accessing the application through Wi-Fi networks have several objections that mine apart from security. 
as they want to prevent academic productivity from being affected by the large number of hours consumed by this application. Other countries like Indonesia and India have already banned the app across the country. Um, and TikTok's not the only Chinese app banned. I thought that was interesting for a few reasons because I don't know how much of that is propaganda and how much of that is an understanding of the Chinese government, because we do know for a fact that they are a communist government that heavily surveils their community and believes in that surveillance. So much so that it's more than we are surveilled. And we are, we literally walk around with phones that give our government whatever information about us that they want. And I think that our government's bigger issue is like, that's our information. You can't have it. You can't be knowing what our people do because then you'll know how to attack us or some shit. I don't know. Uh, Oh, excuse me. I'm really not sure exactly what the driver is for not allowing, for not wanting them to have our data as far as what they feel like they can do with it. But I mean, I'm sure it's something. It does make me wonder what they're doing with our data. If they're like, no, nigga, if China gets y'all data, nigga, y'all know what they can do with your data? We're like, nigga, whatever y'all do it with. They're like, yeah, but we we doing it right. Um, um, I didn't consider the academic performance thing. It said, that's a really good point. Them schools are like, hell no. Nah. Y'all ain't about to be in here driving down our numbers because you enrolled in these high-level classes on TikTok all motherfucking day. Ain't no TikTok, bitch. You better get a VPN. You want TikTok. Ain't none of that. Niggas about to be having ghost networks and phones and shit. Niggas about to be having all kinds of money invested towards other bullshit now. Oh, I think this story I got is on, on YouTube. I'm over here trying to find this next story I want to tell y'all about because y'all, this is the craziest shit I ever heard in my life, my nigga. Can you imagine being a thief? And these niggas is looking for you. And the way they telling niggas to look out for you is that you're musty. It's a lady too. It's not even, I know at first you would think like, oh, this is a man. No, bruh. Hold on. I'm out to play it for y'all. First tonight, a woman is arrested for allegedly committing a rash of robberies last month. But that's not all. Investigators say Lisa Marie Coleman also kidnapped a woman right outside the Galleria parking garage. Court documents say Coleman admitted to the crimes. Anayla Ruiz joins us live outside the Harris County Courthouse tonight. Anayla Coleman was scheduled to appear just a few hours ago. Well, that's right. She was supposed to appear in court today, but it turns out she was not. And the court proceeding just went on without her. Now, we were able to find out through court documents that she dressed nicely. She wore heels, but her body odor was a very strong smell. That's according to the victims. This is surveillance video of 58-year-old Lisa Marie Coleman allegedly robbing a bank back on December 19th. Investigators say she's responsible for also allegedly robbing several other businesses. And documents state she admitted to all. Take a look. Two hotels, a sandwich shop, and the scariest of all was a kidnapping at the Galleria on November 15th. During her probable cause court appearance Friday, the judge described this horrific crime that started in the Orange parking garage. To have demanded the complainant give her money at the threat of gunpoint. She threatened, she said that she had a gun in her possession. 
and the complainant in fear for her life gave the defendant the cash that she had in her pocket which was a hundred dollars investigators say coleman also took 60 additional dollars from the victim's bags but that wasn't enough and then again at the threat of being shot forced the complainant to drive around to multiple ATMs to withdraw money that the complainant was unable to withdraw. Court documents state the victim finally drove to the Randalls in West University. They both walked in together to the ATM inside but could not withdraw money. That is when they say she took off with the victim's keys and cell phones. She denied having a gun, but possibly having a gun. We don't know. Court documents state in the robberies at the hotel, sandwich shop, and the bank, she used a note. This handed them a note demanding cash that in this somebody is outside with a gun waiting. The hotel receptionist handed over cash in fear for their lives. And Ellie, what charges is the woman facing now? As of right now, we know she's facing two robbery charges and one kidnapping charge, but additional robbery charges are coming and pending. She could also face a federal charge. Now, her bond was set at $150,000 for the kidnapping case and $75,000 for the robbery case. Reporting live, Anayeli Ruiz, KHOU 11 News. Bruh, I have so many questions. First of all, how you get caught because you funky? Like, it, nigga, they said the victim said they smell. That's why they gave her the money. Devis was like, she said she had a gun. I fear for my life. She was like, bro, I just wanted to get her. You ever been away from next to a motherfucker who smells so bad? They talking about they going to kill you, but you remember the smell? That's wild. She was in there talking about, I'll blow your fucking brains off. You don't give me all the money. And the bitch behind the counter, behind the counter and the glass was like, is that, nigga, is that me? Is that, uh, uh, you can, is, bruh. She was probably giving them funky ass dollars away. Niggas already knew what was up. Like, oh, I think this is her. And then she going to kidnap somebody and make them drive her around funky like that. That's why they traumatized. They probably can't even go to the gym no more. They smell another funky motherfucker. They start thinking about this funky bitch. We're talking about she walking around in designer shoe heels and designer clothes. Bitch, if you don't get some de designer deodorant, the fuck? You better get some uh Javinci uh, purse sprint, nigga. You just some goddamn, goddamn, goddamn. Out here walking around. That's Imagine you go on a robbing spree. And you are known for the fact that you funky, not the gun, not the amount you took for the fact that the whole time you did it, you was over there smelling like SpongeBob and Patrick when they was eating onions and shit. Like, bruh, out of pocket, nigga. The motherfuckers out here do be stinking, bro. That's, I'm going to be real with you. That boy, motherfuckers be out here funky, bruh. Culturally, everybody don't use deodorant. And I guess they be used to they, each other's funks. But but because they all like maybe they're like, oh, this is just natural. This is the way it's supposed to be. I don't know. But my God, uh, just as just as certain as they be wearing them little ass shoes, them motherfuckers be funky, bro. Not all of them, but, uh, you know, obviously not. All, but, woo, sometimes you get when I was going to the gym, y'all. Sometimes you will be in Planet Fitness, a motherfucker be next to you on the gym, and you be like, whoa, so you don't wash your ass, you don't use deodorant, you don't do nothing, you just come in here just 
the elements, nigga. This this smell like a, a fucking wilder buffalo, nigga. This it's like a wildebeest fucking a water buffalo smell in this motherfucker. What? Anyway, nigga, is it here smelling like wilder buffalo? That bitch. Uh. Oh man, what's some other wild shit? Lost at sea for 24 days, ketchup season and rainwater helped him survive. A man lost at sea in the Caribbean. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? The Caribbean. I need to know what they say. Anyway, uh, man lost at sea in the Caribbean, survived for 24 days, survived on, or a man lost at sea in the Caribbean for 24 days, survived on ketchup, garlic powder, and Maggie seasoning cubes. Oh my goodness. A Dominican man named Elvis Francois, 47. I'm just asking how hungry you got to be to start eating the condiment. I mean, I, I like the ketchup, I get. But the garlic powder and the seasoning cubes, bro, like that's not just drying you out. That's a, anyway. A Dominican man named Elvis Francois was doing repairs in December off the island of St. Martin in the Netherlands Antilles when current swept his sailboat out to sea. Lost, he called his friends. They tried to contact him, but he lost signal. There was nothing else to do but sit and wait. Francois said in a video from the Navy. Oh, said in a video from the Navy. Uh, he tried to light a fire and send a distress signal, but had no luck. At one point, he wrote the word help on the hole of the boat, and when a plane passed overhead, he used the mirror to send a signal. He was spotted 120 nautical miles northwest of Porta Bolivar uh, in La Guayera. I don't know. Uh, the Navy said in a news release, a nearby container ship took him to the port city of Cartagena, where members of the Colombian Navy treated him and made sure he returned home. Uh, surviving on very little while lost at sea first while I had to bail out the boat so it wouldn't swing, sink so my nigga is in this bitch hungry to the motherfucker in the boat with a bucket trying to bail out the water sipping on some ketchup sit, sipping no nah, bro and garlic powder uh in addition to surviving on ketchup and seasoning he collected rainwater with a cloth that's smart um though he was healthy when he was found first while reported losing weight during the ordeal nigga duh he was probably living kind of fat and happy on that boat, nigga. 24 days of ketchup. I see how these niggas be looking at the end of naked and afraid, boy. I know you was fucked off. Um, in addition to Friday, okay, yeah, rainwater. Though he was healthy when he was found, he reported losing weight. At some point, I lost hope and thought about my family, but I think the Coast Guard, he said, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be telling this story. Nigga, hell yeah, bro. That ain't that ain't no motherfucking lie, bro. That ain't no motherfucking lie. All right. I got a question for y'all. If you was the lone cashier at Walmart, these niggas is playing on your top. They got you in here. 800 self-checkouts and you with those long ass line of motherfuckers pissing you off all day. Would you still... Because I feel like niggas in these situations be the niggas who really be stealing. I never really worked a job like that. So I never was inclined to do so. But uh, here in North Houston, 
And see, look, they say the north side is where it be going down out here, too. That's why I don't be on the north side. North Houston Walmart employee admits to taking over $20,000 from registers. A woman accused of stealing. But you know what, though? Because she black. She black with green dreads. And I just want to tell y'all this. I always say that we need to steal bigger. I like where she went here. This ain't no $500. She at least was like, I'm about to I'm about to run their ass up. Let's see what her scam was. A woman accused of stealing cash from registers from the Walmart she worked at was arrested by Harris County Constable deputies. Alicia Minter, 42, was arrested and charged with felony theft after deputies with the Harris County Precinct 4 Constable's Office responded to a call last Saturday from a Walmart located on the 24th. 4800 block of Aldine Westfield Road. The store told deputies that Mentor took over 11000 in cash from the registers in a nine-day period. After talking to deputies, she admitted to taking money from registers at least three times a week, totaling 20000 since November. So they didn't even know. Or maybe they did know and they like looked it up. She took 11 racks in nine days, nigga. She was getting a bruh. She taking the whole register every day. She had to be a CSM. She had on a yellow vest in that motherfucker. Constable Mark Herman and Mentor said Mentor was booked in the Harris County Jail. Her bond was set at $1,000. But she got it. She definitely got it. Big money. Big, 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 big money. <laughs> oh, man, y'all. We only got one more, y'all. It's, uh, I ain't found it yet. Because I, I mean, I be going too far. Okay. This is the last thing. And then we up out of here. We didn't have plenty of time. I don't even know what to call this. Why these teachers? These teachers, bro. Texas teacher fired after giving students assignment with offensive racial slurs. This remind me of that shit that happened in Oklahoma where that teacher gave them kids that nigger assignment. A Colleen Independent School District teacher, we all know about Colleen Fort Hood, was fired after giving students an assignment that was filled with offensive and racial slurs, according to a letter from Superintendent Dr. John Crabb. Hey, bruh, at this point, I feel like these teachers is tenured teachers who are literally just trying to get their little retirement. They're like, if they fire me, they got to pay me anyway, so fuck it, just get me up out of here. There's no way that there's another justification for why you would do this. Kraft sent the letter on Thursday to parents of students in Rancier Middle School. The assignment does not... Res- the, 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 oh, my God. I knew I was going to need this motherfucker, y'all. That's the whole reason why I got it. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes movement to support hi okay i'm floyd mayweather and i'm i'm floyd i'm floyd mayweather and i've joined heart radio for the show your stripes movement to support hiring vets i'm floyd mayweather i cannot read right now (laughs) 
The superintendent sent this letter home to parents. The assignment does not support nor reflect Colleen ISD's core values. The letter regards there is no argument to condone such such an offensive gesture, and we deeply regret the assignment was ever created and distributed to even a small group of students. The assignment listed 10 words, including the N-word, crackhead, and bitch. It asked the students... I asked the students to do things like unscramble them, write them down five times, and use them in a sentence. Oh, my God. I want to see the sentences. That that nigga fucked a crackhead bitch. That, do you got to use them all in the same one? Can it be like, that nigga was serving a crackhead and his bitch. Do they got to be in the same order? Man, that crackhead a bitch-ass nigga. You could just say Ricky. Anyway, that's an inside joke for OG Powercasters. They know. Uh, That is wild. Parent Barbara Fogelsong posted uh, photos of the assignment. Yes, I tried to get the photos. I could not pull them up. On January 18th, she said her daughter saw the assignment and brought her home to show her mother. Of course. Nigga, Bree would have been taking pictures of that, sending me that shit immediately. Like, nigga, look what these motherfuckers is on. Uh, She alerted the district right away. As a district, we expect and will continue to demand high expectations and assignments that challenge students to reach their full academic potential, Dr. Kraft wrote in his letter. The classroom was inappropriate or the classwork was inappropriate insensitive and failed miserably to support our mission the district did not identify the teacher the assignment if that's probably in a uh teacher's union they probably can't identify her that's wild she's gonna go take this assignment to another district police and teachers are basically the same except police got guns and you want to give teachers guns too because you're stupid want to give teachers guns because you're dumb (laughs) yeah that was a fire song (laughs) <laughs> um uh ksd kisd parent brianna green says firing the teacher is not enough and she's lost trust in the district after the incident i, I don't know about that because th- there's no way the district would not like the district doesn't have to literally see there's no way there's no anyway. um what if this whole incident would have triggered a student to act out? And you know, there's so many factors. So just firing a teacher isn't enough. The district has to be responsible. There's nothing else the district could have done. I don't believe. Um, that is crazy. Yeah, bro. We're going to end on that, y'all. I had to tell y'all all about that, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, as always. Like I told y'all, next Tuesday, you'll get uh, the next episode because I'll be out of town. It's coming up Wednesday. Or just coming up weekend, I'll keep doing my best to keep uh, putting up the videos on Instagram like I have been doing. Like I said, I'll absolutely get back to y'all soon about what we're doing as far as the subscriptions and what you're going to get for that. As of right now, it is just support, but I super duper appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, there's a link underneath for all the social medias and all that stuff. There's also a link underneath for the wish list. If you want to buy your boy some, I got cheap shit. I got expensive shit, but I appreciate the love and the support as always. Y'all it's been real. I know y'all been hearing your boy yawning. It is one 33 in the morning. It'll be two o'clock by the time I get this edited and posted and all that. And I'm about to be moving like lightning because your boy is tired, but I'm gonna take another shot. Because you know what? 
proud of me and you for our ability to consistently provide quality content to the motherfucking masses. No, I'm playing. Love y'all guys, man. I'm out of here. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga tryna see. Mm. My gift to gab on us. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and bill